What up, what up? Jimmy Murray here with Frank Petalano, and we are the Cashflow Kings. The Cashflow Kings podcast discusses money, finance, mindset, and investing with an emphasis on cash flowing real estate. Thanks for joining the Cashflow Kings, and welcome to our new episode Subconscious Influence for Skyrocketing Sales. We are here to help you crush your goals. So guys, we have we have Paul Ross on with us today. Really excited to have him here. And it's going to be a little bit of a different flavor than what we typically record. Um, but I think that you guys will find this incredibly valuable. So Paul, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's my pleasure and honor to be guiding your audience in this wonderful exploration of the power of subconscious influence to get your prospects to buy to return to buy more and to refer business to you automatically without pushing pressuring or old sales pitches that insult your intelligence and insult your prospects and they've heard it all before anyway i love this already so yeah. how did i mean how do you get started down the path that you're on now like where does it all begin to, to kind of well it all started with a woman named megan Kathleen Donovan, who rejected me in college when I wanted to be her boyfriend. I love this already. Yeah, this <laughs> sent me off on a downward spiral of trying to figure out why could I not connect with women. And I discovered a book called Frogs and the Princes. It was about neurolinguistic programming, which is the art of reprogramming your mind and sort of programming others through hypnotic language. And so I got rid of my shame and my pain. This is all the way back in the 80s. I didn't get my first girlfriend until I was 29. And I, I figured to myself, I've got the holy grail. Let's go teach it to other guys and make a fortune. So I actually started out as the world's first dating. And I'll, I don't care if I offend people, pickup coach. And about 15 years into doing this and mastering NLP, neurolinguistic programming, I started to recognize, wait a minute, I've been using this all along in my copy. And I started sales copy. And I started to get email from guys saying, thank you. I found my super bomb girlfriend or I'm married. I have a family, but I've been using this stuff in my sales career and I'm crushing it. So I thought to myself, go back into your language lab and figure out how you can map this over in a precise way to sales. And that began another 15 year journey of taking people from virtually every field, real estate, financial services, mortgage, and anyone basically who sells and showing them how to use the power of subconscious communication to first of all, shift your own mindset in a realistic way and then influence others. You have to start with yourself and then influence others. And just one quick thing, and I, I don't want to roll over your questions or your own commentary. Oh, no, you're good. This is you're good. But, I'm I'm sitting back enjoying this stuff. This you is notice I'm very contrarian. I don't believe in traditional ways of doing things. I said realistic because I found that what's taught in almost every other course of training has great value, but a lot of the mindset stuff is not realistic. I don't think pumping yourself up every time you get knocked down is an efficient way to stay motivated, to intelligently motivate yourself and have an informed enthusiasm. You could spend all your time enthusiastically going in the wrong direction or doing something that doesn't work. <laughs> so I, I figured this out early on in my massive failures with the ladies and figured out early on that when I taught my students, I better show them a way to stay motivated 
when they get slapped in the face and told no. The rejections you find in the dating world are far more brutal than anything you find in sales because they're much more, they, if you don't view it right, can be viewed personally. So if you've ever heard no or suffered disappointment in your sales career, which I'm, you better have had or you're not really doing enough, I've got the straight goods on how to get past that in a very unconventional way, in a way that's not off the shelf that you've never seen before. <laughs> Amazing. So I, so most of the people who listen to the show, they're going to be involved in real estate in some way. Great. So are there, are there any like examples or, or success stories of folks that you've worked with in the real estate world of uh, how you maybe help somebody change their approach uh, to close more sales? I've done this consistently for a long time. And there's a couple of big challenges that, that first of all, I want to say one of the reasons I've sort of slanted this towards realtors and mortgage people and financial services is my parents were both real estate agents. My dad was a broker. My mom was a salesperson and they didn't do too well because they wanted to be liked more than they wanted to make the sale. And they had a lot of other things. So Traditionally, when I've worked with realtors, I've, this is going to sound crazy, and I don't expect people to now believe me yet. Little NLP in there. Now believe me yet. Uh, I have taken people to 20, even 25% increase in their selling within a period of 90 days just by teaching them some rules about subconscious influence and how to overcome actions, which I'd like to share for free here, if I can. Sure. Yeah, that would be amazing. I, well, normally I only do this with VIP clients, but I'd like to share to deliver even more value. So one of the things that you'll encounter in when you do sales of any kind, particularly real estate, are common objections like, um, I need more time to think it over. Have you ever heard that objection? Yep. Many times. Many times. Or uh, your commission is, is too high. Can you come down on your commission and these sorts of things? So I learned an example, a principle that I call the pattern interrupt. And I discovered this early on. And again, I'm going to offend people. And I don't really give it to uh, bubbly owl hoots that, that I do. <laughs> but I learned this early on in my dating career and a career as a dating coach. So let me tell you a brief story of the power of the pattern interrupt. Many, many years ago when I was a dating coach, I had a client say, can you take me out to a bar or a restaurant and show me how to meet women? Uh, my immediate answer was no, I don't do that. Too much work. Now he spoke to me in a language I understood. He said, I'll give you $10,000 cash. I said, bring the money. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> he dumped 10 grand and hundreds in my lap. I quickly counted it and said, okay, let's go. I took him to a restaurant that had a lot. Um, I don't know how well you as a listener can imagine this as I describe it, but it was a lounge, uh, outdoor lounge area. And this guy proceeded to not only strike out, he crashed and burned. Now, I don't know if you've ever had the experience of watching someone else get humiliated and you felt their shame. You were the one who couldn't take it anymore. I give him credit for having a thick hide. He, he kept right on going, but I, I couldn't take it anymore. He got his face slapped, a drink thrown at him. I, I couldn't Jesus. take it. Yeah, I know. So I, I dragged him outside. I said, we're going home. As we're waiting for our cab, I saw a beautiful lady about 15 feet away. And I looked at her, I said, look, 
there's a beautiful lady waiting for her cab. Now, folks in the audience, pay attention because here comes the big points of the story. She got furious at me. It went in the wrong ear or something happened. I don't know. And she began to swear at me in ways that would make a sailor turn pale. <laughs> and so my client got really angry. He wanted to go give her a piece of his mind. I stopped him. I said, no, she can come from wherever she wants. We decide how we respond. Here was the big pattern interrupt. I said, look at her. She's someone's daughter. She's someone's best friend. She's someone's sister. Somewhere she's deeply loved. And the rage stopped. There was a moment of confusion. And then she burst into tears, came running over to me, hugged me and said, no one has ever spoken such loving words to me. I can't describe the love I feel in my heart for you. And then she said, uh, um, I'm sorry, this was not about you. Guys have been grabbing me all night long and saying the worst things. What's your name? I said, Mr. Wonderful. And into the cab we hopped and, and there we went to the night. What's the point of this story? I interrupted her pattern. She was expecting me to either A, yell back at her, B, apologize, or C, just slink away. I did something unexpected. And when I did the unexpected, she became very suggestible. Does that make sense? I took her from rage to love in the matter of a minute with three or four sentences. Now, you're not going to have that extreme a response when your clients object, when your prospective clients object. But by interrupting her pattern, I took advantage of her principle, and it's this. Human beings think, feel, behave and respond in fixed patterns. When you break those patterns, they become very, very suggestible. So for example, if someone says to you, I need more time to think it over when you're presenting yourself as a potential person who's going to list with them or you're doing a negotiation, I need more time to think it over. What would your response be, guys? Jimmy, Frank, what would your response be when they give you that? I, I've got one. So yeah. I asked them, <clears throat> can you think of a white elephant? Sure. Yeah, yeah, I can think of a white elephant. I'm like, well, how big is it? Uh, well, I don't know. A normal size elephant? I said, all right, great. So it took you maybe 10 seconds to think of a white elephant. What else do you need to think about related to this contract? I like it. Let me give you what I call the counterexample. This one literally gives your prospect ob objection amnesia. It is a hypnotic technique. So I'm wondering how many people out there in the audience would like to give their prospects objection amnesia, literally. So probably play. everybody listening. Everybody yeah, listening. Definitely. So I, I don't want you guys to think of how much you would increase your sales if you could nearly every time destroy that one objection. But here we go. So you say once again, I need more time to think it over. Just I, need, I need one more time to think it over. I understand. Can I ask you a question? Have you ever had the experience of taking a long time to think something over and it still turned out to be the wrong thing to do? Now, right then and there, bam, you've taken the very thing they think will help them and you've turned it into something that will lead them to make the very mistake they're trying to avoid.
It's like reverse osmosis. It's it totally gives him <laughs> objection amnesia. It pattern interrupts him, and then you follow up by saying, maybe it's not about time, but about the clarity you need to recognize you really can move forward today. That's a hypnotic suggestion. You really can move forward today. Now we've changed the meaning. We're no longer it's no longer about time, but about clarity. So thinking about it like that, what would we really need to clear up for you to recognize it's a good decision to move ahead? So now we've made it about clarity. What does that imply? It implies, of course, it's a good idea. We just need to get clear on the reasons why it's a good idea and remove the obstacles from the path like that. So it, this is what I call a counterexample. In my trainings, I actually teach five different ways to crush objections. That is my most fun way. Counterexamples are really good. I'll give away one more if that's okay. Hold Absolutely. on. One thing real quick. Uh, well, I was just loving that because when people say that to me, I usually ask, how much time do you need? You know, and I say like two days, three days, and then I end up sometimes not getting the deal. No. A sale delayed is usually a sale denied. And almost always people will talk themselves out of the sale. I've been testing this. I've had some of my VIP clients testing this one out is to say, why would I assist you in talking yourself out of one of the best decisions you could ever make? Which is, again, a great reframe. But let me give you another one. My parents used to run into this one. And the person would say, hey, can you come down a little bit more on your commission, a little bit on your commission? We've talked to a few people who are willing to do the same work for a little bit less money. So my response is to do something I call compare and contrast. And it works like this. The answer is, well, Mr. Smith, with the right agent, you're not paying a commission. You're investing in skills. Maybe you'll get lucky with a bargain basement choice. But do you really want to gamble when it comes to the most important asset in your life, your home? That's absolute fire. That's because absolute I, fire. Well, you got to think like in the real estate market, like we have someone locally that is a um, discount broker that sells a ton of real estate is growing an incredible team, but that's not the name of the game. Like that's not where I want to play as a real estate professional. I no. want to deliver value. No. So that redirect no. is. On it's an incredible redirect. And there are a couple others. There's only so much I can. I don't want to give away the whole store, but there. Oh, no, can't, yeah, can't give away yeah, the house. Yeah, I can't give away the house. But there's also stuff. There's another principle I want to discuss that, again, no, no one talks about. And this is very unique. See, I believe the, for, the first question you should not ask is, how do I construct a good marketing plan? How do I present that marketing plan? How do I get rapport? By the way, I think rapport can destroy your sale if you don't know how to break it and when to break it. You better know how to do rapport correctly. Yep. The first question you ought to ask is, what state of consciousness do I want my prospect to be in before I present my marketing plan? Let me unpack that for you. Let's say we want to conduct a current of electricity. I have a sheet of gold foil. I have a sheet of cardboard. This is not a trick question. Which one's going to conduct that electricity better? Not a, not a trick. Gold foil. The gold foil. So think of the state of mind of your prospect, prospect as being that conductive medium. 
and your marketing plan, your words to be the electricity. Do we want them in that cardboard state of being distracted, of thinking they have too many options, of being skeptical, of being unfocused? No, we want them in those gold foiled states, gold foil states of being focused, of thinking of us as their leader, of wanting to follow us, wanting to believe us, and being very, very focused. So there are ways to do that early, early on. So when they do receive your message, they're in a state of suggestibility. So they're more likely to believe what you say. Asking what states of mind do I want my prospect in and what states of mind do I want to be in that are most useful to me? I think those are the two top most important questions you can ask. Now, selling as being about structuring states of consciousness is a crazy, out there, unique way of looking at things. But what I want to get across is it's the very ways of thinking, acting, responding that stand so far outside of what you're used to doing that hold the potential of bringing you results that are so far beyond what you're used to enjoying. Does that make sense? Definitely. That's awesome. So let's ask a question, Paul. Um, what's, what's something that, uh, not just in real estate, but you, you said you did sales and dating and everything else. The things that people are always selling, what, what, is there something that can be like, what are we selling across all aspects? I all think industries? we're all selling. You're never selling real estate. You're always selling decisions and good feelings about decisions. You can think exactly. of yourself as not as a salesperson, but a decision service technician. People always say, well, I'm here to be of service. Well, in service of what specifically? Let's define it. You're in service of helping them make a good decision because we can't assume the prospect knows how to make a good decision. If they did, you wouldn't need to influence them at all. They pick you. Right. So it's based on uh, the whole idea that you're there to serve without saying specifically in what way doesn't really help. You're in the service of them making a good decision. And nowadays people are too distracted. They're too, they don't trust their ability to make a good decision. Yes, they have to trust you, but there's another track. You have to simultaneously where you're getting them to trust you, lead them to trust their own ability to make a good decision and people just don't unless you're dealing with a very sophisticated investor who's done millions of dollars worth of deals every month that's a different story even then you have to get them past other objections is you can see this is a different way of thinking about it sure for sure my mind is blown so <laughs> are you well thank you no it's awesome i'm in awe about some of this stuff so when I learned it, I learned it on the hard, cold streets of dating. <laughs> you know, if you can learn, if you can look like me, you can't see me in this broadcast and and, and find some really great ladies to love love you despite this face. You can learn to sell anything. <laughs> <laughs> so if all right, so you offer coaching, right? So if yep. what does the trajectory on coaching typically look like? Because you've you've got the script. It sounds like. Um, how long does it typically take somebody to get up to speed? Any, any type of sales professional? Is it like a three, I would six, say, 12 month trajectory? Um, it depends on how good you want to get. I would say typically my training, 
you'll see results within the first 60 to 90 days. I can, uh, this is crazy, but I'll up your sales by 15 to 20% within the first 60 to 90 days. Typically my trainings go anywhere. It depends anywhere from 90 days to nine months, depending on your needs, but you can, my preference is I, I tailor everything to each person because it's just like a convoy of ships. If one of the ships is moving slowly, you have to go at a certain speed for them. So right. I customize my training for everyone. And also, I will say, you have to open a pretty big checkbook to have me. Uh, I am the most expensive trainer you can't wait to hire. But I guarantee my work. There's so the NLP you, again. No, but I guarantee my work. If you don't get the results, I promise, I'll give your money back. And there's no trainer who, who makes that claim. And right. believe me, I don't like to give money back. So I make oh, yeah. sure your results are my results. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so if folks wanted to find you online, where, where could they find you? Is there a website here's, or a book they can pick here's, up? Here's, here's what I'd like to offer. I do have my rapid sales acceleration training. It's absolutely free. And I do it for free for my own selfish interest because what I'm offering is so out there. You need to go out, get a taste and see that it will work for you. It's a, it's three things. It's a 23 minute training on how to use some principles. I started using when I was nine years old that will totally crush the competition. You get the first four chapters of my book on mindset because you've got to be in the right frame of mind. And then there's a training on crushing objections. So as a result of this, you'll be able to crush objections. Your mindset will be aligned. And you'll learn some specific principles that I'm not sharing on this podcast. It's all completely free. You can run and grab it at paulrossbook.com. If you'd like to apply to be one of the few clients that I do take on to get some coaching for you or your team, it's simple. You can find yourself going to speakerpaulross.com that's speakerpaulross.com forward slash apply i do review each application each and every one if i think we might make a good fit i'll give you a calendar link and oftentimes when we talk it's just a, a, a simple tweak i'll just give you a simple tweak send you on your way and you don't even need to talk to me again you'll you want probably will but even a simple tweak can up your sales by like 15 percent to people who are not professional salespeople, 15 percent doesn't sound like a lot but if you're doing quarter million a year or whatever 15 percent is, is a, a lot That's yeah a good for sure up. for sure well worth it um let's see uh paul what is a uh, one book that you consider a must read well, of course, there's my book, Subtle Words That Sell. Love this. How yeah. to get your prospects to convince themselves to buy and add top dollars to your bottom line. I would recommend that that book first and foremost, my own book. I know that's a little self-serving, but there you go. I think so. I think NLP is such an underutilized topic or tool in in any sales approach like i heard it a few years ago but a lot of people don't bring it up and like you said those small tweaks can lead to massive gains like just just small tweaks in the conversation i think nlp is not well taught i think it is pretty nowadays it's widespread but i don't think it's particularly well taught 
because people don't t teach the foundational principles. They just teach people to mimic. And it's true. I will give you word for word scripts, but they don't work as well. If you use the word for word scripts, yes, you'll bump your sales by 15, 20, 25%. But if you understand the principles as you coach with me and understand the principles, you generate your own stuff and then you see a 30, 40% increase, which I know is crazy. But again, I guarantee my work. If you don't get the increase, I give your money back or I'll work with you for additional months until you do. Because my mother taught me, be of, show up, do your best and blow everyone else out of the water. I, I This is getting, yes. again, people will either like me or not like me, but... I only want to work with people who want to be on the cutting edge, who are already doing well and want to beat their own best day and who want to crush the competition. I'm, you don't have to, but I'm very competitive. I want to hear my competition's bones crunching and hear their women and children wailing. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's oh, just this me. Is, you know? this, is right up, this is right up my alley. If that's not you, if you want to keep the gloves on, and, and obey all the rules, don't come to me. I, 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 I don't want to work with you because, uh, you know, that's not my style. A lot of people don't like me, and that's okay. If you're stuck in the old ways of thinking and won't come out of it, if you're not willing to work your butt off because what I teach takes work. Once you get it working, it's easy. And if you're not smart, I don't want dumb people to succeed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to share this with dumb people. So again, I'm offending people right now. That's fine. But I'm also attracting people. And that's even better. Uh, Paul uh, and Jimmy, you guys both mentioned uh, NLP. And for those listeners that missed it in the first two or three minutes uh, of the conversation, what is NLP? Well, if you ask, when people ask that, I always do the old joke that if you ask two rabbis one question, you'll get 50 <laughs> opinions. I can make that joke. I'm Jewish. But what I would say is this is NLP is basically three things. It stands for neuro linguistic programming. It's the study of how language structures consciousness, shapes decisions and drives behavior. That's number one. It is a technology for modeling excellence, for looking at someone who does things very well. Like if you have a top producing member of your team, I could talk to that person, use NLP and rip out take apart the structure of their talent, their beliefs, their attitudes, their habits, and train the rest of your team to get close to your top producer. So NLP is a way of looking at human excellence, breaking that code, because often people who do something really well don't know how they do it really well. So it's modeling excellence. And the third thing that NLP has is a really good therapeutic technique. In addition to everything else, I've done pretty good healing work using the NLP hypnosis model. So I can, I'm not offering that here. It's not available th through this channel, but I can do things like um, take care of phobias and that sort of stuff and make the change. What's the big change? The big change is when you're no longer looking through your beliefs, but you're looking at them to teach people how to cultivate that state of mind where they can be a compassionate witness to all their screw ups and learn how to fix them very quickly. I don't know, Paul. Some people have a fear of making money, so you might want to <laughs> re re have that as part of your program. Well, I don't think it's a fear of making money. It's it's a 
it's well okay i don't want to argue with you about it i'll accept that, that, that that's the case <laughs> no it was a joke it was a joke I, I know it's not just just that it's uh something that sometimes uh the media or other other people want to want to make me look bad if you know what i mean i don't want to make you look bad you're a host and it's my job to provide value to your audience and to make you look good to be of service Thank to you. you that's why i do it and i and hosts often find yourself wanting to invite me back that was a hypnotic command uh, I, I, I get it. uh last question what do you want to be when you grow up where do you see your business four or five years down the line um hopefully it's being run by assistant coaches and trainers i have to say one of my I don't want to say stuck points, but one of my challenges is I like to be the star. I like to be the one who's doing the teaching and the training. And I think that I'm hard to duplicate. And so the idea of having assistant coaches and trainers is something I'm resistant to. But on the other hand, it's the only way I can scale. Because right. yes, I'm trading money for time. It's a lot of money, but still it's money for time. The only way to really make a fortune is to scale. And I have uh, ego. I'm I'm being a vulnerable, honest human being. I have an ego resistance to that, and uh, it's it's not useful for my financial position. Hear that? Is that? I mean, I'm being vulnerable. That's that's the truth. We, oh, we appreciate we appreciate that. That's some that's some realness coming through. It's good stuff. Um, so I know you dropped the links uh, for your book and for your potential coaching opportunities. If somebody wanted to follow you on social media, is there a social media page or anything that they could follow? Yeah, sure. If my LinkedIn is speaker, Paul Ross forward slash LinkedIn. Perfect. Speaker, Paul Ross forward slash LinkedIn. And uh, you know, that's probably the best way to get a hold of me. If you want to email me just for whatever reason, and you have a question or feedback on my my appearance on this podcast or you want me on your podcast go to uh, just email me paul at speakerpaulross.com i love to get email i will respond to everyone send me hate mail i love delicious <laughs> hate mail i used to have a actual physical newsletter i may get back to that where i would have a section called delicious hate mail so if you've if you've hated me and found me to be absolutely arrogant and intolerable and you just can't take me send me delicious hate mail and you can put the subject hate mail <laughs> i love hate, hate mail, mail. <laughs> good stuff so you as guys, you just you... did that um sorry jimmy as you just did that i just uh connected with you on linkedin so oh okay, great <laughs> fantastico can you, you guys... tell i enjoy this can you feel the joy my joy coming through <laughs> yes and we enjoy it too <laughs> <Yeah>. actually <laughs> no this is this has definitely been fun so you guys heard the ways to reach out to Paul. Um, obviously an entertaining guy, provides a ton of value. Um, we hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Cashflow Kings podcast. In between podcasts, you can check us out on Instagram or on Facebook under the handle The Cashflow Kings. Cheers to your success. The Cashflow Kings program is for basic entertainment purposes only. We do not give official legal, tax, or investment advice.